I'd invite you to turn this morning to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. Uh, What would you say are some of the most familiar stories in the Bible? Some of those stories that are told in the Bible that really stand out, that become like people's favorite stories. And and I want to open it up to you. I'm going to ask you this morning, like, what are some of the most famous, familiar favorite stories of the Bible? David and Goliath, I heard it. What else? Jericho. Yeah, the walls came uh, tumbling down. What else we got? Noah and the flood. Yep, I've heard of that one. Daniel in the lion's den. Yep, I had that on my list. What would you say? Jesus, yeah, coming and being laid in a manger. Yep, what else? The creation story, that's a great one. What else? Esther, yeah, awesome story. Yeah, there's, I mean, we could probably spend like a good 20 minutes just talking about all these different stories, um, writing down a list of like the familiar favorite stories of the Bible. Um, And it it makes me think uh, almost like of, like if you have a famous musician or a fa- maybe a favorite band and they have like all this music that they've, that they've put out, but they have that one album on Spotify that's like their uh, greatest hits, like the most famous songs. It's not all the songs they've ever done, but it's the most familiar, the familiar favorites on that one album. And the story that we look at this morning in, in Luke 19 kind of fits onto that greatest hits album of the Bible. It's a very familiar story. You've probably heard it if you've been at church growing up at all. It's the story of Zacchaeus here in Luke chapter 19. And we know that story, maybe you know the story, uh, of the man who was rich and he was short and he climbed up into a sycamore tree because he wanted to see Jesus. It's a familiar favorite, a greatest hits story of the Bible. If you grew up going to Sunday school, you probably took some time and and drew in with crayons a picture of Zacchaeus in a tree. If you grew up in Sunday school, maybe you even sang the song, and I won't do it for you this morning, thank goodness, but you know the song, which uh, even has actions to it. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. He climbed up into a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. You know it. You know this, this story. You know the song. And there's good reason that this story that we're going to look at this morning about a man named Zacchaeus is a familiar favorite, why it should belong in the greatest hits stories of the Bible. It's an easy-to-picture story. It's, it's interesting. It's kind of surprising. It has some unexpected moments in it. And of course, it's kind of a little bit funny to see this short adult man climb up into a tree. It's a great story. Now, maybe you're here and you've never heard the story of Zacchaeus, and that's okay. Maybe you're here and you're like, why did you just do that weird clap thingy? Uh, Maybe you've never heard the story, and I'm glad that we're going to study it together this morning. But Maybe on the other hand, you've heard this story, and as we start reading it, you're just going to tune out right away. This is a story I know all about. But I actually do think this is a story that you should listen to, even if you've heard it over and over again over the years. 
It's something that's worth our attention today, whether it's familiar to you or whether it's not at all. And I think it's that because this story is about way more than just a rich, short man who, in kind of a funny way, hurried up into a tree to see Jesus. Actually, this story is way more than just about Zacchaeus, although it is about Zacchaeus. This story is a story about Jesus. It's first and foremost about Jesus Christ. And it tells us why Jesus came to this earth. And that's why it's a story that matters very much for you this morning. And not just as a nice story that would be fun to color in with crayons. This is a story that has very much importance for your life. And here's what we learn about Jesus in this story this morning and what I want to show you. And it comes right from verse 10 of Luke 19. It's that Jesus came to seek and save sinners. Jesus came to seek and save sinners. That's a big idea this morning. And it's a familiar statement if you've been around church before. Jesus came to seek and to save sinners. This is a greatest hits story. It's a familiar favorite of the Bible. It's a familiar message because it tells us about Jesus. It tells us why Jesus came. But it's a very, very important message for all of us this morning. That Jesus came to seek and save sinners. Let's read it together starting in Luke 19. God's word says that he entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass by that way. And when Jesus came to the place, He looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you that you've given us your word. Thank you that you have given us life and that you've given us the gospel, each of us, so that we could know you, so that we could know eternal life, so that our souls could be saved. Thank you for your word, and would you teach us this morning as we study it together. In Jesus' name, amen. So there's two persons in this story, if we just think about it really simply, that I think we can study and look at here and, and learn from. And the first person that we can learn from in this story is, number one, the lost man the lost man. 
This is a funny little story in the Bible. You've heard it before, like we said, and, and it's familiar. Jesus, verse 1 says, entered a town called Jericho and was passing through. This is a different town from the Jericho where the t- walls came tumbling down, but it would have been like kind of close to it that the Old Testament talked about. And, and on this day, Jesus, as he was headed in his life and his ministry and his mission in this world to Jerusalem, came through on that day, Jericho. And that must have been an exciting thing to see. People had heard about the ministry and the life of Jesus They'd heard about the miracles he was doing. He was well-known at this point in his life. He was very close to being in Jerusalem where he would die on the cross. We're told uh, at the end of the last chapter there that Jesus has just healed a blind man. And maybe that blind man is, who, who is now like seeing is following Jesus in this crowd. Everyone's amazed, glorifying God through who Jesus is and what he's doing. And verse 2 says there, behold, uh, look. It's kind of like saying, like, look at this. Here is a man named Zacchaeus. Yeah, Zacchaeus, the rich man, the chief tax collector. Here's the story where Zacchaeus shows up, and he's someone we might not expect to come into the story about the life of Jesus in this big book here of Luke. Here's Zacchaeus, a chief tax collector, a sinner. A chief tax collector. A tax collector is somebody that you wouldn't want to be like when you grow up. They were criminals. They were well known as people who would cheat other people out of their money. Luke has already talked about, on different occasions, chief ta- or tax collectors and sinners. He lumps them together as one thing. It's like, it's like a cheeseburger and fries. They just kind of go together. And that's how it was with tax collectors and sinners. They go together. They are sinners. They're well-known sinners. And here, this man, Zacchaeus, was a chief tax collector. He was, if anybody, a sinner. He's in deep in his sin. He's greedy. He would have been a bully of people, uh, wickedly cheating people out of their money so that he could become rich while other people were poor. The people around Jericho would have had no respect for this selfish Zacchaeus. He was sinful. He worked for their enemies. He worked for Rome. He was not a well-liked man. And he had gotten rich by ripping people off as a chief tax collector. He was a sinner. But Zacchaeus this day wanted to see who this Jesus was. He was curious and he was drawn to Jesus. But he also had a problem. He was short. I like how the the end of verse 3 is translated in uh, the New King James. It says, Zacchaeus was little of stature. In other words, he was really short. Now, I am a tall person. Um, I am of stature. I am the opposite of Zacchaeus. I'm taller than six feet. And it's not always easy being tall, I could tell you. Um, I remember when I first started getting tall, like 
there were things that I had to kind of learn, like duck under things. And I remember one time I was going down the stairs in my house, and I'd always kind of like leap off the, the bottom few steps. You know, do you guys ever do that at your house if you have stairs? I remember I, I started to get tall, and I, I, I jumped off, and I hit my head on the ceiling. And I fell and landed on my back. And the worst part was my sister was there. And she was watching it all. And she just laughed. It's not always easy being tall, in case you didn't know. But it's also not always easy being short. And that was the problem with Zacchaeus. He had some hard things in life because he was short. And so here we find that he... Verse 4 tells us, ran on ahead, and he decided to climb up into a sycamore tree. This would be like the kind of tree that has branches where you could put like a tree house in. It was a great tree for climbing. And he decides to get into this tree, going ahead of the crowd, and he's going to get a special view of Jesus. It's, it's possible that maybe he even thought uh, this would be kind of hidden from people. Like people wouldn't know that uh, Zacchaeus was even there. But he did want to see Jesus. He was curious. Something about Jesus was was drawing him in. What was he doing? Why was he trying to see Jesus that day? Well, it does make sense that Jesus was a fascinating person. He had all these crowds following him. So he was just interested in, in seeing a famous person. He was interested in seeing Jesus. But listen to what uh, Pastor John says about this. I really like this. He says, Zacchaeus was curious about Jesus, but more than that, he had a dissatisfied heart. Zacchaeus knew that he was alienated from God, and he lacked eternal life. He was feeling guilty over his sin. Zacchaeus there had things maybe not even really known to him, that were drawing him to Jesus. If we really look at Zacchaeus, what we can see is what one word would describe it as lost. It's the last word that we see in our story in verse 10, the lost. Zacchaeus was a man who was lost. And that's not to say like he just couldn't find where he lived or where he grew up or something like that, or he was you know, out in town and he couldn't get back home. No, Zacchaeus was lost, and that word means speaking of somebody who is ruined. Somebody who has a soul that is in a serious situation. Someone who has a hopeless future because they are facing eternity and death. Things were not right in Zacchaeus' soul, and because of his sin, he was facing judgment. He was under God's judgment, and, and because of his sin, he had this hopeless future. And even the stuff that he had, he, the story tells us, was rich, was not enough to satisfy him. This man was empty, he was lost. That gets our attention, doesn't it? Somebody who's lost. I hope it gets your attention if you are somebody who's lost. Like Zacchaeus, it's it's possible to have so many of the riches of this life 
to live for the stuff of this world. Maybe you have all the friends this world could offer. You have popularity. You have talent. You have good looks. Maybe it's actual stuff. You have all the money this world could afford you. But even if you have all of that without God, your life will be empty. You will be lost. And the guilt that Zacchaeus feels here and the guilt that we should feel about sin and and about living for ourselves and and not for God and not in a way that pleases God is something we need to think about too for our own life. Because of our sin, we have hopelessness in the future before God. Because of our sin, we are ruined. We are all lost. We are just like Zacchaeus that day without Jesus. And the Bible here helps us to understand and think about our own lost problem. I think of the story of somebody I know really well who uh, told me that although he heard the gospel, although he was around it growing up, although he uh, was so familiar with the Bible, still decided to live in his sin. He decided to live for this world and to reject God. And thankfully, he came and turned to the Lord in his life. But I remember him telling me, I knew the whole time, especially because I'd heard the gospel. I've heard about God. I knew that my sin did not please God. And I knew when I went after my sin, it always left me empty. That's where Zacchaeus is that day. That's where if you are lost, you will always be. And that's where we meet the most important person in this story. And it's Jesus. And that's the second point that we'll look at this morning. It's the seeking Savior. Jesus shows up and this sad story becomes a joyful story. Look at verse 5. It says, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. Just think about this. Here's Zacchaeus up in a tree. He's never met Jesus. In fact, he's still kind of figuring out who this guy even is. And all of a sudden, all of the crowd with Jesus stops And Jesus looks up into the tree and calls him by name. He's never met Zacchaeus before in his life. He's never had anything to do with Zacchaeus as far as we know. But in his divinity and his divine knowledge, he knew about Zacchaeus. And he stops and calls out to him. It's almost scary if you think about it. Wouldn't that be frightening if that happened to you, if you were in Zacchaeus's shoes? The Holy Savior, the Bible tells us Jesus, who knew no sin, knew that day about Zacchaeus. He knew about this man's situation. And he said he was going to come to his house that day. And there's 
a very weird word, I think, in verse 5. Kind of an interesting, kind of odd word. But it's also a really important word in verse 5. And it's must. Jesus says that he must stay at Zacchaeus' house that day. If you, you know, leaned over to your friend and were like, hey, I must come to your house today. You might be like, uh, dude, that's a little, it's a little like intense. Uh, you should let me like invite you or something. You'd be like, you must not come to my house today. Um, unless your friend's really great and you want him to come over. But that's not really how we talk, is it? I must come to your house. But that's what Jesus says here. And this word must is important because it tells us what Jesus was doing on earth that day. It tells us about why Jesus did come. It was a must in his mission as the savior of sinners to seek out and to save the lost soul of Zacchaeus on that day. God's own grace, his undeserved kindness, came to Zacchaeus on that very day. And it was God's purpose through Jesus. He must do this in the life of Zacchaeus. Jesus entered the life of a sinful man. And we can see this kindness from God is is different from how the crowds reacted, isn't it? In verse 7, it says that they grumbled. They see this happen and they kind of roll their eyes. He's gone in to be the guest of the sinner of Zacchaeus. Seriously, Jesus? I mean, you have so much going for you. You're so important and you have all this uh, attention around you. And you're obviously from God. You have divine power. Yet you're going to go be with Zacchaeus? But isn't that what grace is? is. That is what grace is. Listen to how this definition talks about grace. It says, grace is God's goodness toward those who deserve only punishment. God's goodness toward those who deserve only punishment. This is a story about grace. God's goodness toward people who deserve punishment towards a man who deserved nothing but punishment because of his sin. But on this day, Jesus turns and and looks and he addresses and comes into the life of Zacchaeus. Every person in this room needs to know about the grace of God, that God is kind towards people who don't deserve kindness. He's kind to people who only deserve punishment because of their sin. And God has made a plan to rescue people, people who have a hopeless future, people who are lost by sending Jesus Christ, his son to this earth to seek and save sinners. That's what the story of Zacchaeus tells us. And Jesus came to to deal with the punishment that sinners deserved. He came to go ultimately to the cross, which is where this whole book of Luke is is leading us. He came to die and to take the punishment sinners deserved upon himself and to give sinners 
his righteousness. Romans 5 says this, For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the people who were righteous? No. Jesus died for the ungodly. Jesus died for sinners. Romans 5 goes on to say, one will hardly die for a righteous man. Maybe for somebody good, uh, you would dare to die, but God demonstrates his love towards us. He shows his love towards ungodly sinners. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If anyone deserves punishment from God for sin, it's us. We are guilty before a holy God. If anyone deserved punishment for sin, it was Zacchaeus. He couldn't argue that. Everyone knew he was a sinner. He was guilty. But God, instead of punishment, instead of running from him like the rest of these people might have, sent his son who would come into his life and would save him. Jesus came and sought out Zacchaeus in order to save him that day, that very day. And look how it changes Zacchaeus' life. We're told in verse 6 that he received Jesus joyfully. This man who was once empty is now filled with joy. Now he has a completely new heart. And that's not to say that uh, Zacchaeus went and gave all these things away in order to be saved. No, this is evidence that Jesus has saved him. And now his life is lived for God. He doesn't need the money. He doesn't care about money. He doesn't live for this world in the same way that he once did. He now has a savior. He now lives for God. Where he was once selfish, he's now selfless. Where he was once greedy, he's now generous, giving away well beyond what the Bible would have required for somebody who was repenting. He was once cruel, but now he is kind. Where he was once guilty, he's now joyful. Verse 8 shows us that Zacchaeus was a new creation. He was new in Christ. He was forgiven by grace through faith in Jesus by receiving him. And now his life was changed. He was different. That is why Jesus came. He came to seek and save sinners. Sinners just like Zacchaeus to rescue them from ruin, from from destruction, from eternal hell. Jesus came to rescue, to forgive, to bring people back to God, and to fill their life with joy in knowing him. And he says that all as these crowds grumble. What about you? What's, What's your response when you see Jesus doing something like this? Maybe you don't grumble out loud like these people, but maybe your heart is hard. Maybe your heart is saying, this is all just so familiar. I've heard this again and again. Jesus saves sinners. You've heard 
about Jesus so many times, but maybe today is the day for you of salvation. Maybe you've never received Jesus Christ. Maybe this morning your soul is lost. Maybe this morning you're in love with your sin, but finding that it only leaves you empty. Maybe you've wanted nothing to do with God, but you really need to know God. That's why Jesus came. Maybe today is that day for you. Today it was that day for Zacchaeus. And Jesus saved him. Jesus changed his life forever. Jesus, the Bible tells us, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Savior that came that day and, and was on that street and looked to Zacchaeus and saved him, called to him, and brought him to himself and brought him to salvation is the same Savior who can do that for you today, who even wants to do that in your life today. Jesus said to me, to, to, to us, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. This story is a story about the love of God, that God loves you. He loves you, and he sent his son Jesus to save you. Even if you are the most lost person in this room, Jesus came in order that you would be saved. What do you do? You are to call to him, to receive him, to believe in him. Maybe he's calling to you today. I hope you're not like those crowds who watched Jesus that day and grumbled. This is all so familiar. Here's Jesus with sinners again. Don't be like the crowd. Be like Zacchaeus. Know Jesus Christ. Some people say that the most beautiful place in the world, one of the most beautiful places in the world is uh, in South America. It's in the mountains uh, down in Patagonia, like the Andes Mountains. There are mountains that uh, are so beautiful that if I put a picture up, it would be like, it wouldn't do it justice. In fact, I can't even describe the beauty of that part of the world. You just have to see it with your own eyes, people say. But you know what's amazing? In the midst of those beautiful mountains of South America, one of the most beautiful places in the world are people who live in villages and are used to it. They're around it all the time, and to them, the majesty, the beauty, the glory of those mountains is just familiar. To them, all the awesome beauty that's right in front of them has kind of been forgotten. The awesome beauty of Jesus Christ should not be missed by anybody in this room this morning. This is an awesome statement in Luke. One of the most awesome statements in the whole Bible. Jesus came to seek and to save sinners. You need to know this Savior, no matter who you are. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you did come in order to seek and to save sinners. 
Lord, we know that you say we're all sinners and we all need your salvation. Lord, I pray that you would bring souls to yourself that even today might be the day of salvation for some people in this room. Thank you that this salvation is not something that we have to work out, uh, earn in our own efforts, but that's something that you've already accomplished at the cross. And you call us simply to believe, to turn and believe in the gospel. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your grace, undeserved goodness towards people who don't deserve your goodness at all. We love you, Lord, and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.